Hey guys, it's Carly. And this is Jade. Welcome to Mommy's Tell All. We are answering your questions, you guys. These are always so fun and non-stressful. Sometimes I get a little stressed (laughs) out. I'm like, oh my gosh, this guest today, I'm like stressed out. Like, am I going to ask the right questions? This is like, we can just chill out and have fun. It's just like a little girl chat. Yes. What did they used to call that on The Bachelor? Is that what they called it? I think girl chat. Girl chats. Yeah. <laughs> We're just going to have a girl chat. Oh, uh, Reed says, don't forget me. Well, <laughs> he's like, I mean, I'm not a girl, but you can be involved. Oh, cute little Reed. Okay. So let's just go. We'll just pick some randos here. Okay. So. Uh, how have you both changed as mothers throughout the years? That's a good question. I feel like I'm more relaxed now. Yeah? Like, I feel like maybe that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like when you first have a kid, you're so stressed out about like everything. Like, because you don't know anything. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh my God, like they their poop looks this way and and yesterday it looked this way like is my kid dying you know like <laughs> like you're so like scared and hypersensitive to like everything you google everything you google everything like all day long and i feel like i i don't know i don't freak out as much as i did like even if like the kids had a fever before i would like panic and i'm like okay well like just watch it for a while and then like Maybe give them Tylenol. If it doesn't get better, then maybe I'll call the doctor tomorrow. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like the instantaneous, like instant panic all the time. I mean, that's just one thing that's changed. But I do feel like I'm more relaxed. I agree with that. Like, on at least things that aren't new, like things that are still new again, because kids are starting to, they enter new stages all the time. You know, like Emmy is now going to school and the first day of school for me was really hard. You know, I was like, yeah. oh my gosh, this is new. Like, what is she doing all day? Is she okay? Is like somebody, is some kid being mean to her? Is that she not comfortable with the teacher? You know, you think about all these things, but now, now like other things where Tanner and I, the other day we went and um, got a massage for the first time in like a year and a half. It feels like, oh my gosh, that sounds amazing. I'm so jealous. It it was so nice, but it was like we got in the car. We got we obviously got childcare. We got in the car. We got there, and I didn't really feel as like worried about the kids, you know. Whereas as a first time mom, that would have been something very hard for me to do. Was yeah, to leave totally. to leave my four month old baby, you know, because Reed is four months. He's only four months, and so um, stuff like that just gets a little bit easier. I don't think I, I think I'm just the same mom. I don't know if I've really changed much. You know, you just kind of, I feel like I'm just still learning as I'm going. I don't. <laughs> I'm just going to keep, I'm I'm listening to you. He is like so cute. He just like keeps making sounds and like smiling and looking around. I can, it's so cute. I think he's talking to you. I mean, he's not a newborn anymore, but you still have like a baby, baby. Very, like, yeah, my a, baby is very like dependent. 16 months old. You know, like he can hang now. Yeah. <laughs> he can hang. He does not. He does not hang well. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like that I would say that would be my like main thing. I'm mm-hmm. more chill. I I say that and now we're in tantrum land and I'm so have no t- chill about tantrums. Actually, I kind of do. I'm like, you can just do your thing. I'll see you on the flip side. <laughs> 
You can get a hug if you need one. (laughs) How do you deal with a tantrum? Like when Emmy's having one, like what do you do? Tanner and I kind of have two very different approaches. Like I always have to tell Tanner to like give her permission. You know, he'll be like, he's the kind of guy that's like, okay, there's no need to cry about that. I'm like, she can feel sad. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. You, You know, you're not getting a cookie, but you can still feel sad about it. It's okay to feel sad, you know, or whatever. And and then I'll ask her, you know, like sometimes she doesn't want to talk, but I'll just be like, are you feeling sad? Oh, I understand. I love cookies too. And, and you yeah. know, if I could, you know, or whatever. He loves cookies too. Reed loves cookies. <laughs> do, you, do you love cookies? <laughs> He's so like, chatty give me now. my first cookie. He's so, so chatty. Um, and I just offer support. Okay, I'm going to be over here if you need me, you know. So if you can go, you can feel sad right now. And if you want a hug, I'll be right here, you know, and usually that's kind of what fixes it. That's really good. It depends on the day if I'm, I, how I, I feel like I handle it in the moment. I'm always like, I say the same thing though. You can, you can be sad about it. It's okay to be sad. And I was like, but yeah, you're not like this morning gummy bear. The first thing she wanted in the morning was five gummy bears. And I'm like, so no, <laughs> I was like, I even said, you know what? You're going to California today. You can have one. You can have a gummy bear. And she's like, I don't want one. I want five. And I was like, okay, so it's like one or none. <laughs> and then she just started like just screaming. Like she just goes, ah, now. And I'm like, okay. I was like, okay, well, you can, you can scream if you want to. I'm going to go over here. <laughs> and I'm going to play with, I'm going to play over here. Yeah. So you you know where I am, but have fun. I always try to just, I don't know if this is the right thing, but I always try to validate. So I always say like, I understand you love gummy bears so much. They're so tasty, right? But today <laughs> we need to eat a healthy breakfast first. So, so when That's you're smart. ready to eat breakfast, we can have breakfast and gummy bears later, <laughs> you know, or something. Yeah. I don't know. Wait, yeah. I don't know the right answers. <laughs> Next time I'm going to call you and be like, Jade, wait, what do I say again? <laughs> because it doesn't, I mean, it doesn't work. It's not full, it's not foolproof. It's not like they're going to be like, okay, I want an omelet, you know, like. Right. Okay. I have a question for you that I don't know the answer to. How do you drain a birthing pool? Yeah. So that was one of the questions Tanner had when we interviewed our midwife. He was like, so how do you get the water out of the pool? I never would have even thought about asking that question. Yeah. So when you set up your birthing pool, you set it up with a really long kind of like uh, water hose. And so ours was like 50 feet and you attach it to your shower and that's how the water gets Mm. in. And then when they're done, they just kind of siphon it out. Just like if you irrigate, it siphons the water back out of the pool into your shower and down the drain. Oh, that's easy. Yeah, so it's super easy. So it's not like you're ca- trying to like carry out this whole pool of, you know, this giant tub with 500 gallons of water in it or something. <laughs> you just like buckets. You just take buckets. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, no, it siphons out in like minutes. It goes really quickly. Just like if you drained a tub, you know. Right. Okay, let's see. Will you allow your kids to date when they're in high school? Thinking about kids dating right now is really funny. Like, they're so small. I mean, I did. I don't think that's bad. I think you have to let kids grow up. Right. You know, you have to give them boundaries, but you have to let them have their individual 
experiences as their as their own person. And part of right. that is dating in high school. I feel like it's a good it's that's where you learn how to have a relationship 100%. with someone else. Like if you went to college without have been able being able to date, I feel like you would be so confused. There are plenty of people who don't date in high school, but right. I mean, people just that's when you start having all the you know, pubescent feelings and thoughts and if you can figure out how to do that correctly and safely, then when you're younger, then you'll know practices for your future. You know what I mean? Well, I definitely made a lot of mistakes. <laughs> I don't know if I was. I didn't. I didn't. But really? I'm like, I didn't get into trouble, really. I mean, I, yeah, I lost my virginity, but I definitely like. I dated the wrong type of boys. But that was my lesson. And I learned. And I feel like that's learned. just a part of growing up yeah you know for sure it's gonna be really hard it's gonna be really hard when Emerson's like so this boy wants to like take me to the movies or whatever happens in 12 years (laughs) whatever I'm like excited about it I think it's gonna be like I am terrified I will admit I'm terrified but why are you scared what are you scared of (sighs) like her getting pregnant no like is that where your brain goes no like heartbreak no like heartbreak heartbreak yeah, the heartbreak is sad. I think it's just like the heart and just like the not being there to protect her. You know, she gets to go out and make some of her own choices. And like I said, learn from her own mistakes. And mm-hmm. I can't be there immediately. I know. I mean, I'll always be at home waiting for her if she ever comes back. Or I mean, I'm just talking about Emerson particularly because she'll be my first to date. Yeah, it's just scary. It's scary to think about like them doing their own thing. That's just like a hard thing for me to like, I don't know. That's so funny. I don't feel that way at all. (laughs) I am so opposite. I'm like, I think about like, oh my gosh, like what outfit are we going to pick out? Like I get excited for that. And then the next step is like, oh my gosh, okay. Like I can't wait for you to tell me about it when you get home. And like I get, I think about how excited and nervous I'll be like the whole time but in like a good way. Did you see the movie yesterday? Have you seen that yet? I did. So I feel like I'm like a little bit Jennifer Garner E in that movie. Oh, and so okay. I feel like I very much related to her being like, whoop, you're going to go to this concert with me. You know, like I'm going to be the mom oh, that's right there. And yeah. And then her daughter went on her own and kind of got herself into a situation a where she didn't feel comfortable. And then, but she chose, right. she chose to stay true to herself, but then she felt like she was there in the concert by herself and that was scary when she like lost her phone then she couldn't find her phone yeah and so and then but then how she was still able to have an open conversation with her mom and her mom was still there to be there for her so like yeah that's like that's like how I feel like I could see like her mom like went to the concert like I know that she needed to be there at that particular moment but like I don't know I think back I guess maybe I think back to like my past and I would have never wanted my mom to be at that concert. And if she had shown up, I would have been so pissed. I think I'm a little bit too maybe. (laughs) And this is how my parents were, though. My parents were super, super, super strict on me. Um, I couldn't even hang out with my friends on the weekdays in high school. Like, I only got to see Oh, really? Yeah. Like, I went to school, did my sports, came home immediately. Um, And then I would stay home all night until the weekends like my parents didn't even let me like go hang out with friends 
I feel like I would be the mom that would be like, I'm going to be here with my friends, maybe, you know, um, at the concert. We won't interfere. I'm not going to hunt you down. But, you know, if you need me, I'm I'm going to be here for you. I don't know. I don't feel like that's there's anything wrong with that. I mean, I, I would want to go to that concert with you. because <laughs> I am the fun mom. I would be dancing. I'm a cool mom. I'm a cool mom. But I would never obviously do that when my daughter starts, when Emmy starts dating. I'm not going to be like, I'm going to be at the movies in the back. If you oh need my God. Me. Like, oh my God. I'd watch I'd like to watch that movie though. <laughs> like, I'm not that crazy, but yeah, uh, I feel like that's like the scary part for me is okay, you're, you get to make your own responsible choices or not responsible choices. And right. we'll deal with that, you know, hopefully together if, if that's the situation, but it's just, it's just sad in a way. Think about her growing up. It is weird to think about growing up. All my kids will absolutely let them date. Do you think Tanner is going to be like the dad that's like standing at the door at like 10 o'clock and waiting for her because that's the curfew? Or do you think he'd be like just playing video games being like, well, if she shows up, that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Do you hear this down here? Hold on. No. He was having a whole conversation. He was going, wow. Oh my gosh, that's so cute. It's funny because when we do press interviews, they like to ask Tanner a lot, like, oh, will you be the dad with, like, the the gun at the front door, right. you know, greeting the boyfriend? Yeah. And Tanner's like, no. He's like, I'm not going to be that. He, I think he is a little bit more like you where he's like, I'm excited for my kids to have those experiences. So he's not going to be that person he claims, but I think he'll realize how, like, maybe – protective he'll feel once it starts happening it's so funny because i think about now like okay so obviously bella's going to be living at two separate places because she'll i'm by then who knows what the schedule would be but like right now she's there every other weekend so like and obviously charlie too so i'm like oh gosh what how i wonder how different it would be if she's like at dad's house on a Saturday night and some guy comes and picks her up or a girl comes or picks her up. And then how different it would be at like my house if that same situation presented itself. Like, I wonder like, like what did the difference like, would he, 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 I think would be way more like sitting and, and waiting because she's a girl. Like with his boys, he's not like that. Like I used to get really irritated because I'd be like, He's supposed to be inside at 10 o'clock. And he's like, well, he's like sitting out there in the car. And I'm like, no, no, curfew's 10. It's not getting the getting the driveway at 10. It's getting the house at 10. So we like thought totally differently. But I don't know. I feel like with Bella, he'd be like, he would go out to that car and be like, you're supposed to be in the house by 10. <laughs> Get out of the car with that, with that person. You got to be in the house. <laughs> I hope and like I'd, I'd probably just be sipping some wine being like okay well she's still gonna get in trouble she's not home by 10 but I'm not like freaking out <laughs> I am um, I don't want to treat my children differently because of their gender or sex though be- when it comes to those things Evan totally like, would I t- he totally would yeah I don't want to be because I felt that you know like my brothers yeah. had it way easier than I did plus I was I was 
the oldest. I'm the oldest child. So I was a guinea pig, as my parents like to call me. So they were just like yeah. learning how to like parent through through me. Right. But my brothers had it way, way easier. And yeah. I was I was obviously aware of that. So I want to make sure like we're not that Tanner and I are not like that just because of that reason. Yeah. You know? I just know that because Evan has told me that. He's like, she's never gonna be able to date. And I'm like, well, she is. Like one day she's gonna date. And yeah. like even when that whole situation with like one of the boys being outside, I was like, what if that was Bella? And he was like, Oh, she's dead, she's done, she's done. She's coming in. She's like, like, I know now I know what she's in for. Like Bella just stayed at mommy's house. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay. Here's one. Have you ever had a paranormal experience? Yes. I think you have too. Oh, my gosh. I've had so many and I could talk about it for hours. Yeah. Yeah. I'll talk about my I've had quite a few too, but I will talk about my most recent. But okay. This wasn't like, okay, so I'll just tell the story. So in the mornings, I like to like from like four to seven, go downstairs and I'll sleep on the couch and I take Reed and he sleeps in his swing. Okay. Because he wakes up, he usually wakes up at four and we, so it's just like he gets a nice long three hour stretch if I take him in the swing. Yeah. Um, And I was sleeping on the couch the other morning and I had this dream and my dad was in it and I was in it and um, it was really scary. Okay, this is going to like freak people out, but it wasn't like ghosts. It was more like demonic. And Ew, I have chills right now. <laughs> yeah, and I had that? this dream and I had this dream that this demon was trying to possess me. Okay. What? And I was like being able to like my dad and I were like up in the air flying and it was like spinning almost around like a tornado, all this stuff around us. And my dad was like trying to help me get away and then I like woke up and it was just very scary and freaky and Tanner the other yesterday was making fun of me because I have this little spot on my neck now that I got after my dream so it looks like a fingertip stop um bruise that I didn't have there before and Tanner was joking. He's like, oh, what is that, a hickey? And I was like, "That no, it's a fingerprint. And I'm like, but I, you didn't cause it, and the kids didn't cause it. And I, I noticed it Oh, my it gosh. Was, ooh, ooh, it, Jade. I got the willies right now. Ooh, ooh. I got the goosies. It's on my neck now That's after. That's weird. What? Yeah. Like, there's no other explanation. I mean, maybe there's like a s- simple... Some, it happened some other way. That's crazy. I don't have dreams like that often at all. Like the last one I can remember like that when I was when I was very young, like in my early teens. So it was just really weird. That is weird. I I I frequently have ghost dreams. Ghost dreams? No, I mean I have probably at least one a month, at least maybe more. Um, but. And it's never good ghost. It's I'm always scared. Gosh, I've had so many. My scariest one ever was I was um so my my mom, you know, it's so funny because you talk about ghosts and some people are like, oh my god, there's no such thing as ghosts, which is fine. You can totally think that, but I think there's ghosts because of my experiences. But my mom lived in a haunted house growing up, and one of the things that happened to her a lot was that. Like she would hear like glass shattering right in front of her and stuff. And they're like, oh it gosh. would, but the window would like be there. Or she'd hear like cat, like a bunch of cats, like crying, 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 like in the same room she was in. But 
they wouldn't be there. She's heard her name spoken while she was standing in a pantry with her Doberman or her Doberman started like freaking out. Like, so anyway, so I kind of grew up like thinking that ghosts are real because I'd heard these stories. My scariest one, I would say, I mean, I got, I have a bunch, but my scariest one was there was a time that I was in my room in high school and my brothers had both uh, moved out at this point. One was in college and one was just like, you know, out being an adult. And I was in bed in the middle of the night and I had like a Jack and Jill bathroom with where my brother's room was. But in the middle of the night, I heard this bag, like I'll do, I'll, I'll be the sound effects. I heard this like in my closet. I was like, oh my gosh, like that's so annoying. And so I woke up and I found the bag. It was just like a Target bag or something. And I like just kind of moved it enough because, you know, you wake up and you're like, oh my God, I'm so exhausted. This is so stupid. What does that sound? Whatever. So I moved it enough for it to stop doing that. I get back in bed. Starts doing it again. And so I was thinking like, okay, there's got to be like a bug in it. Like, that's where my brain went. Is there a bug? Is there a mouse? Something's in the back. So I'm like, so tired. I'm like, oh, my God, this is so annoying. So I go grab the bag. I look in the bag. There's nothing in the bag. So I go in the bathroom, and there's a trash can in the bathroom. So I go in the bathroom, put it in the trash can. I leave the door open to the bathroom, and I go lay back in bed. Does it again. So at this point, I start becoming pretty annoyed. I'm like, this is so annoying. Like, all I want to do is go to sleep. I'm so tired. So I go in the bathroom. And for some reason, I look down at the trash can, which is not making the sound anymore. But I start like going, oh, my God, stop making the sound. And the moment I scream, for some reason, I don't even know why I did that at the trash can. I hear, let's see if I can do it. Like on the wall next to my head, something oh my banged gosh. three times from my brother's room because that wall was the one connected to the bathroom. It was so scary. Like I'll never forget it. Like it was, I mean, it was just dark in the middle of the night and all mm. of a sudden there was a banging happening, like literally right next to my head. Clearly did just freak me out. So something messed with this bag enough to make me irritated enough to make me scream and then banged next to my head. And I ran into my mom's room and I couldn't even speak. I was like, I still think about it and I'm like terrified. I was so scared. And then my mom was like, let's just go back and like lay down your room. Let's calm down. And she walked to my room and we're very sensitive, like energies. And she was like, you're not staying in this room Mm -hmm, tonight. mm -hmm. And I just went and like slept on their floor, but it was like the absolute freakiest thing ever. And I'm telling you, I, I could go on with ghost stories forever, but that was like my most scary one because literally there was something definitely like demonic, mean, mean energy that was messing with me. That's crazy. Yeah, we'll have to do because I have a couple more too that are and they're always like fun to share because they're just yeah. You know, it's what is it? You just don't know. It's just paranormal. We should you have just, like um like a psychic or a medium on or something, yes. and then we can ask them questions about ghosts. Cause I am so curious, like, like who was that? Was that somebody's grandpa or was that like a demonic force? Like, like what even, yeah. What's the difference of how do you, how do you know 
how do you know what's in your house if you yeah, feel like there's I have so many questions house? or like how can you clear energy like yeah. do you need someone to come out and do that for you so many questions we i know i know that's not like a mommy <laughs> topic but i want to have this podcast episode <laughs> so do i i feel like it's it's interesting i'm sure lots of people are like oh my gosh i had weird things happen to me too and they probably have some of the same type of questions how do you stay motivated i'm feeling really bad about myself since giving birth 10 months ago that is a hard question. So this one, I kind of, I guess, answers the first question too on how I have changed as a mom. I feel like I have given myself permission to be less motivated. And by that, I mean production. I feel like society puts so much emphasis on success being tied to production. Motherhood doesn't always look like that. We, It's like that saying where they say, you know, what if your spouse comes home at the end of the day and you're the parent that stays at home and they're like, what have you done all day? And you're like, it feels like I've done 8,000 things, but nothing got accomplished. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. Yeah. So I feel like I've just given myself more grace to sit with that and be like, not every day has to be motivating. Not every day has to be super productive and what society may feel like it's supposed to look like or what expectations I may have on myself during this phase of life when we have little, little babies. You know, right. she's, she said her baby is 10 months old. So she's mm -hmm. still in that first year, like we were talking about, where our children right. are really dependent on us. They need everything yes. from us. And there are days that it's okay that like you don't have to be the mom that like does everything. Like if you don't feel motivated that day and you know, the only thing you did was get out of bed and and hang with your baby while you're both on the couch. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. You know, yeah, like for sure. We all go through phases of life and this too soon will pass and you'll find that maybe like your creativity is back. Maybe you lost your creativity. Yeah. Maybe you lost your motivation to do what, you know, whatever it is. The those, things you used to do. Yeah. Yeah. The things you used to do. The th eventually those life will be a little bit different and those things will kind of come full circle back to you, I feel. So I feel like it's okay to be in that stage right now, even though it is hard. Like even I like, I'm like, oh my God, I'm like so over the mon the mundane monotony of my life, especially with COVID, but I'm never going to get these moments back with my babies. So it's okay yeah, if sure. it's okay if today we didn't do anything. It's okay if you also don't do anything tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's say that you want to stay motivated to like even like find your creativity again or get into shape again mm -hmm. or whatever that thing is that this person was feeling unmotivated to do. I also feel like one, you don't have to do anything. And two, if you really want to, Dude, it's like baby steps. Right. Agreed. You don't have to go back to the gym and work out like you used to. You don't have to be able to paint an art piece like you used to. You won't have time for that anyway. Like, but it's like baby steps. If you like miss doing art, maybe grab a sketch pad and like sketch something because that might just like spark a little life back inside you. Right. Or if it's working out, just gosh, if you're like, you know, standing at the stove, like making dinner or something, like do some squats while you're standing there. Do four. Who cares? 
You know what I mean? It's like literally just, hey, I did four squats today. That was pretty good. You know, I mean, <laughs> start so small. Yeah. And then maybe the next day, like do one more and then you're at five or walk up the stairs instead of taking an elevator. You know what I mean? Just do something like so small just so you can look back and like pat yourself on the back. I actually downloaded an app called, it's just called Fabulous, but it it it's kind of like what you're saying. It's you set your goals and you take baby steps to do them. And honestly, like the steps in the beginning, it's it's about creating habits. And the steps in the beginning are so small. So the first thing that they teach you, then you check every day is you do you do this thing every day and you check it off. And that's all it asks for you for the very first like week is you set a glass of water by your bed or whatever you want to drink by your bed at night. And every morning, the first thing you do when you get up is you drink water. And that's all it ah. asks for. And then, it oh my each- gosh, I need to do that anyway. Yeah, because it's all about like taking care of yourself and nourishing yourself and setting goals and creating habits. And the best thing it just says like all you have to do to like start one small thing to change your day is to hydrate first thing in the morning, take care of your body. And anyways, it has all these motivating. I guess you can talk about motivating. It has all these motivating um, stories that it tells after you do your your checklist. So the first thing, so you check your water off and then it has a motivating story. And then each week it adds another thing to your little checklist that just becomes a habit to where it doesn't feel so overwhelming. Every night before I go to bed, it's just a habit. I put a glass of water by my nightstand. I wake up, I drink it, you know, it just becomes a part of your day. That's kind of like a really, I think, cool concept. I love that. Yeah. I'm going to download this app. I also you really do need it's, to start drinking You would like it because it's very like, it's also like very spiritually motivating. It's like. Oh, I love that. You would yes. like, you'd like it. This is one that's kind of along the sides of like self-care, like we were just talking about. How do you calm yourself? I guess this person has a very high speed life and they need to take a minute to breathe. I think it kind of goes along what we just said. Like, mm-hmm. Maybe it's a new habit that you start, start small, give yourself like permission for 30 seconds. Have you seen that commercial that it's like for the Calm app or something and it's just a commercial and it has like a little timer circle and it's like do nothing for 30 seconds and, and you just sit there and even though you were like watching TV, you still just sit there for 30 seconds and it is like those type of Again, it's 30 seconds. It's a baby step. Those type of things I feel like could help you in your habit of trying to stay calm, even in the moment where you feel like a heightened sense of like anxiety or something, just to be like, maybe first check yourself for 30 seconds and be like, I'm not going to do anything for 30 seconds. Don't react for 30 seconds. You know what I mean? Yeah. I also calm myself with like wine, (laughs) but people get really mad at me when I say that. Why? Oh my God. Every time I post anything about like having a glass of wine, people are like, oh my God, like, why are you promoting drinking? I'm like, first off, like, everyone's always known, like, I like wine. <laughs> like, secondly, I'm not promoting go do this. If you have a problem with it, don't, don't do it. I'm just saying, like, tonight I'm having a glass of wine because, like, it helps to calm me down. Well, I think everyone is an adult out there and everyone can make adult decisions and you're not promoting dependency or alcoholism. No, so everyone who has a healthy relationship with alcohol can have a drink 
and it's not yes. like you're trying to promote an unhealthy lifestyle and right. people can take that for what it is. Um, <laughs> Thanks, <Jay. but> <laughs> <laughs> Like, yeah, stay in your lane, people. But <laughs> I think one of the best ways to stay calm is like, the, like honestly, a very simple thing is just breath, breathing. Yeah. And I'm talking like conscious, deep belly breaths all the way down and all the way out. And mm -hmm. you would be amazed at what four breaths actually does for your body and for your mental space. Um, like you said, it's kind of that 30 seconds, that 30 seconds of creating this space that's, mm -hmm. that makes you more of the observer of what is happening. Yes. Yes. Not the reactor. Yeah. So like there's, there's always a saying that I go back to too, that it's, um, cause I have lived a lot of my life, probably I would say a lot of my life in a victimhood mentality. And one of the ways that you can get out of it is to say things are happening or, or things are happening around me or things are just or things are just happening instead of things are happening to me. If creating that breath space is just letting go and letting things happen around you. You know what I mean? And it kind of is a reset button for me. And Tanner and I talk all the time like when he starts to get anxious or overwhelmed too, like cuz we both do and we both will kind of like put our hand on each other's like, like I'll put my hand on his chest and I'll be like breath, you know, and we will do it together. And, and it is, it really is this really great restart button for those moments. And, um, I feel like it's so, it's so crazy how much we don't breathe. Do you ever catch yourself just not oh, like shallow breath? percent shallow breathing I especially realized that as a singer I've always been like very conscious of my breath but even singing lately I was like gosh I feel like I haven't breathed in and out in my life in a very long time like the way a person should and I even noticed that in singing I was like oh my gosh you breathe differently than you even have been trained to breathe like what is this and so I've been super conscious about breath lately just because I'm singing more and I'm like, mm -hmm. oh my gosh, like breathe deep. And then I'll be sitting around, like even on the flight the other day home, I was like, dude, you're not even breathing. Yeah. Like just breathe. You, I was like, I just had this conversation about singing, but I needed to have it in my own life. Like I'm sitting on the plane feeling kind of anxious, but dude, just breathe. Mm -hmm. Like you don't need to sit there and because when you stop breathing is when like you feel like so anxious. Yeah. Like, almost like you can feel like the shaking. You can feel like the tension. It's so weird. I don't even think we know that we're consciously like shallow breathing anymore. Like I feel like people is just like a thing humans do. You, breathe, you know, like, in we're your not chest sometimes. That's yeah. like not right. Yeah. I mean, the breaths that I do when I try to call myself are definitely like I call them big belly breaths, like all the way like all the way, like your lungs fill up, your your stomach should go out, and and then you exhale everything out. Right. And you just pay attention to nothing but your breath for – I do it for four breaths. That's all I really need because the first one, I feel all the tension go out. And the, mm -hmm. next, the next three are just that reset. But Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also like to tell myself in situations where I'm feeling like overwhelmed – that I'm safe. I will tell myself I'm safe. I'm protected. Or like if I'm worried about like my kids, like my, you know, like 
I'm safe. My baby is, my baby is safe. You know, like I will tell like mm-hmm. myself like things like that. It just mm-hmm. depends like what, I guess like what you're anxious or freaking like, out about. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like if I'm starting to feel like I try to get to the root of it. Okay, why am I feeling like I like why am I feeling like everything's chaos right now? Is in and then I try to associate what feeling it is, and then I try to like tell myself that I'm safe and that I'm. Sometimes it's like I'm okay to feel that feeling. I am. Oh yeah. Have you ever done e? All right, now I'm going real, really weird places. But have you ever done emotional freedom technique tapping? No. <laughs> so this is something you all can like look up to. It's called EFT. It's emotional freedom technique, and you tap on certain acupressure points on your body. And you and so I used to do this when I went to culinary school because I would have such bad anxiety. I would actually break out in hives because mm. it was very intense. And so I would do tapping and pretty much you just name your feeling. So I would say – I would start tapping here and I would go, even though I am feeling – you don't say I am anxious. You say I am feeling anxious. Mm. Even mm-hmm. though I am feeling anxious, I deeply and completely love and accept myself. And you just say it over and over on all the tapping spots. Jade's tapping her face and stuff right now, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) I'm watching Um, Jade tap in the middle of her forehead and the side of her, like her temple. But it really did help. And I think it's okay to just like sometimes name the feeling you're feeling and saying like, these are normal emotions. All emotions are normal. I'm allowed to feel this. I'm I'm allowed to feel through this and I'm allowed to let it go. Mm -hmm. You know, like, yeah. I don't know. That's I'm not an expert, but those are things that I have personally applied to my own life that have been helpful. Some people are just so much more calm than other people. Yes. When I was getting that couch delivered and I was all stressed out, my nanny Sam was like, it's going to be fine. I was like, yeah, but doesn't like, I was like, but I'm like stressed out. Like doesn't stuff like this stress you out? And she's like, no. I was like, oh, man. So now all the time when I think about stressful things, I'm like, be calm like Sam. (laughs) (laughs) Because she just has this very chill like Mm -hmm. vibe and like, which is why I also love her being with my kids because I would love for them to not feel the things that I feel a lot, like to have that like calming sense and energy around you is just like so good especially for the people who like to throw tantrums like Bella but um <laughs> it's interesting how some people just really are calm mm. and then some people have like you could see like a speck of dust on the floor and some person could be like oh my god why is a speck of dust in there? Blah, blah, blah. and some person be like it's just a speck of dust man just clean it up you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like it's and then there, there's wide range of varieties between that but it's so crazy how Type A and type B personalities. Yes. Yeah. I have a lot of patience with my children. Like I if for some reason it's very easy for me to just like let go of like a lot of things with them. But and Tanner's always like, Oh God, like why are you letting them do that? That's too messy. And I'm like, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, they gotta be kids. But right. I'm also a masker. I can look calm on the on the outside I and I can mask it and I can be like having a heart attack on the inside about oh my something. god I cannot I'm the total opposite <laughs> I can't hide what my face feels which is why you were re- like way better on reality tv than me I oh, got I'd- myself into trouble <laughs> Well, I just didn't, we talked about it before I just didn't trust yeah. anybody so I was like I'm not doing anything 
But like, do you feel like that's a good thing about yourself or like a bad thing about yourself? Like I've like, I feel like it's, I wish I was more able to like mask. No, I don't think, I think it's just a way like I learned to get by like through like certain things in my childhood. Like I just masked things. And also we weren't allowed, we like as a family as a whole, we'd always just like shoved everything under the rug. It was yeah. just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like you were talking that. earlier, like that, like I don't want to talk about that. It just goes under the rug. So I just learned to like pretend things were okay when they weren't. But I actually am learning to not do it because it's a way that I felt little. And I felt like mm. um, it took away a lot of my own voice. And so I would never get this kind of like, this is like the cycle. Like, and then, you know, I would be masking and acting like everything was okay because that's who everyone wanted me to be was the person who was okay and the person who held right. it together and the person who was perfect. And then when I was like screaming on the inside, I wasn't getting what I needed. And then like, I didn't understand how people didn't know like this, all this was happening inside me. Like how, how do people not see that I'm not okay? And then I would get almost like into like a victimhood of it too. So it's just like a weird cycle. So I don't, yeah, yeah, I get masking that. is just like a way that like I cope or get by, but it's also not, I think, a very healthy thing. It's something that if I'm in a situation, I can, I can like, I can mask very easily and people have no idea what I'm really feeling. Man. It's just a weird coping thing I learned, I guess. I feel like if like we combined our forces, <laughs> our forces would be like in the right our place. Our forces combined. <laughs> <laughs> because I feel like if I had a little bit of you and you had a little bit of me, and then that would be the right balance. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, but like I think I think what's kind of cool about being an adult and now that I'm in my 30s that I'm a lot more comfortable with myself and I like to like mm-hmm. – this is a very trendy word that people have been talking about the last years, like the unlearning. I'm doing like an unlearning of all of the things that I built up as, you know, walls I built up, like coping mechanisms I built up, like uh, experiences I went through that define certain parts of myself and mm-hmm. why I may have certain triggers or may have certain reactions to things. It's like, in my 30s, like now I'm like much more comfortable with my with owning those and learning that they don't have to define me and and, and it becomes kind of an unlearning. And I think it's yeah. just like we each go through our own journey for a reason and it's kind of like why we're here. And I don't know, like you've gone through all of your unique things and you're your person, you're the, your personality for a reason and you have so much to offer as your as yourself and I have so much to offer as myself but like we're each on our own unique path so it's like kind of right. cool in a way that like I don't know everything shapes us but yet there's still time to undo all that and just be our own truths yeah I like it <laughs> preach Jade <laughs> <laughs> I really, I love these. I mean, we kind of just got on a tangent answering that question, but (laughs) Jade and I like text, I mean, like every day, but we don't, we used to be able to like go hang and like, I mean, sometimes, but we, we don't get to have like a lot of phone conversations anymore. Yeah. And so I like these because I feel like it is kind of like girl chat time. (laughs) And I know like everybody listens to that. So this is like public girl chat time, but I just feel like I miss girl chatting with you and like when we do these it just makes me like I mean want more of it which we do need to plan a girl's vacation but 
it just makes me happy. These make me happy because I just think they're fun. Well, I love that we've talked about this before in our friendship, but I think I feel like there's no judgment from you. Like I can talk all like my weird talk and you just accept it. Are you like, oh, even yeah. some of it like resonates with you and we like can have like stimulating conversations. Um, and I feel like that's kind of like what drew us together when we were on the show totally. anyways. And like it is, I, oh, do miss, yeah. I do miss these conversations. I love having like, just like heart to heart. Like Me too. Yeah. And I, I totally agree with you. I love that we, even when we're talking about our kids dating, like we, have different, totally different like ideas about it and everything. But I'm like, oh my God, yeah, that I totally get that. And then you're like, oh, I totally get that, you know, and <laughs> and just like stupid stuff we're so different on, but it's, yeah, there's no judgment. And it's just like, oh, that's who you are. So that makes sense. Oh, mm-hmm. that's who you are. That makes sense. And then that's kind of just like as far as it goes, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's just like total acceptance, which I feel like doesn't actually happen in a lot of relationships in general, but I feel like we've always just kind of had that. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you guys, thank you for listening. You're the best. We love you. Please also uh, send us more questions. Uh, you can go on our Mommy's Tell All podcast um, Instagram. You can uh, you can send us questions on our Instagrams. You can uh, call into 844-844-MOMS and ask us some questions on our voicemail, and we would be happy to answer them. Yeah, that would be fun. We should do another episode with the voicemails because I like hearing everybody's voices. It makes me makes me feel more connected to our community that I'm just like so honored that we have. So totally. You guys call in and talk to us. We would love to chat. Uh, and thank you for listening. Seriously, you're, you're the best. Thank you, guys. We'll see you next week. 